What we work with is life force or sexual energy as a way, a doorway to get to and see something that we otherwise aren't aware of. Because when we're in our sexual energy, whether we're doing consciousness work or not, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive, chemically we're changed, endorphins are released, serotonin, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. So we're in actually an altered state of consciousness. This is episode number 505 with Dr. Elsbeth Moit and Freddie Zentel-Weaver, How to Create Sexual Enlightenment. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. And if you would like some support on your journey to lasting love, whether you're single or in a relationship, where you're, whether you're a man or a woman, this book is is for everybody, even though it's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. It is filled with tips that really can help anyone to step more fully into their value. It's divided into three three pillars of core confidence to show up, stand up, and speak up. And when you can do all three, you have healthier relationships, both with yourself and with others. It's available now on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And uh, every week I share a tip from the book. This week's tip is step number six, which is learn to receive graciously. This is a hard thing for most of us. We like to give and we don't, we don't receive so well. And I, I remember, you know, growing up, people would give my mother a compliment. I love your dress. And she'd say, oh, this old thing, I got it 30 years ago, or I got it on sale. And, you know, instead of just saying, thank you. So my challenge to you this week is if somebody gives you a compliment or offers support, receive it. Even just saying, I received that is really a wonderful thing to do. Before I bring on my guests, I just want to give a shout out, as I always do, for my Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date, and we have a group that supports people. It's not a place to come and rant and just complain about dating. And so if you're a woman over 40 and you want some real support and you want to really grow on your journey to lasting love, please join us at Your Last First Date. And now for my guests, Dr. Elsbeth Moit and Freddie Zentel-Weaver have helped thousands of couples and singles create lasting intimacy and fulfillment in their life and relationships. They are featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show, Starting Over. They are best-selling authors of Sexual Enlightenment, and now they have a new audio version of this book, endorsed by world-renowned spiritual pioneer, Dr. Michael Beckwith, and they are the co-founders of the Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. They are husband and wife, as well as business partners, and they live in Chicago. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much, and how great that uh, quote you just mentioned from your book, that could be the theme for our conversation. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're going to get into that, I am sure, in just a moment. But before we get into the topic of sexual enlightenment, and you know, we, we all, I think, need some support in sexuality, because I think most of us grew up without really understanding sexuality without really knowing how to get what we want. And so I would love to start with your story. What led you to do this work? What led you to each other? Tell us everything. 
Beautiful. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> uh, so I was first introduced, Sandy, to these practices that we use as a core curriculum. When I was 13 years old, I was living in Hawaii. I was going through my puberty and spending a lot of time in the shower. <laughs> and my father at the time was a practicing psychiatrist, and he took pity on me and gave me a book to read on how to integrate sex and meditation, sexual meditation. I loved it. My girlfriend loved it. My goal was to go on to college as an athlete on scholarship, and I had doubts about that, but the work really allowed me to get past a lot of those fears and unconscious blocks. After college, I continued to read uh, and apply these practices in my relationships uh, in my life. I was in the software business for a long time in San Francisco. It was great, but after 15 years, it was just a job. And what I knew about my own inspiration uh, was that it was lacking at that time. So I thought, well, maybe a new city. There was a job opportunity in Chicago. They hired me, moved me here. At the time, I was single, looking for Shakti, a female tantra partner. And I was online, and I found Elspeth. And that was 21 years ago. We met, and almost six months to the day we met, we transcended what I call the romantic drama and created this work. Tantra Nova Institute, which has so fulfilled us and has been my mission and work in life and my greatest uh, contribution. And um, so we're excited to share some of these concepts and ideas with, with your audience tonight. Wow, wonderful story. And what about you, Elspeth? I did not have a dad who gave me a book on sex, me sexual meditation when I was 13 years old. I wish I would have had that kind of a dad. I don't know about you. Anyway, you probably can tell from my accent, I didn't uh, grow up in the United States. I was born and raised in Germany and came to the US in my late 20s to do postgraduate work in music. And then I, a few years later, got my doctorate in education and then moved into management consulting. That was all in the 90s, and I had gotten really good at consulting, but was miserable in relationship in terms of having this pattern of attracting unavailable men. And while that was exciting at times, most of the time I was alone. And there came a very distinct moment when I got confronted with that if I was not going to change that pattern, I would end up without lasting intimacy and love in my life before I leave this planet. And that was like, you know, over 21 years ago. And uh, so in my despair, because I didn't know what was in the way for me to bring in the beloved so that I could experience lasting, lasting intimacy and love. And in my despair, I delved deeply into meditation and then you know, went to a Tantra workshop that I had known about Tantra from books, but never really applied myself uh, to the study of Tantra. That deeper immersion really opened up a tremendous healing and clearing for me because what I discovered was that I had held distrust towards men. Now, Nancy, if you had known me, 21 years ago, you wouldn't have called me a distrusting bitch. I was charming, I reeled them in. But underneath what we call the subconscious, there was a program that I didn't you know, conceive from my conscious mind. So I couldn't talk about it in therapy or whatever I was doing. So we teach Tantra, which is really, really an opportunity 
uh, to create our sexual, emotional, and spiritual selves so that we can fully be in our intimate self and in our fully expressed sexual self connected with our conscious and spiritual self. And so that really opened up for me. We call it now becoming coherent, you know, within ourselves instead of being compartmentalized. And in that healing, in that clearing of that distrust that was like the sliver underneath, no wonder that I attracted an available man because in the healing, my tantric healing, what showed up was this experience when I was 18 years old, you know, harking back to where that may have started, first boyfriend, first love, and we had been in a very blissful relationship for a couple of years. However, he then asked me to have intercourse. I said yes, although I was not ready. And it was freakingly painful. And I had to go to the gynecologist and the bill went to my house. My dad opened it, all hell broke loose. He called me a whore. The boyfriend left, you know, within a few weeks and... I was just totally destroyed and all to myself, no soul to turn to. And that is when that armoring started, including making the decision that men are never there for me when I really need them. And it was so at 18, but that perpetuated in my interpretive world. So that is how the world showed up for me. No wonder that I then had the evidence through an available man. Look, here you go again. So uh, you probably know these patterns from your work. <laughs> and however, by clearing and healing it, not only from my conscious mind, but also from my body and my cellular being, really opened me up to trust, trusting myself, trusting men in general. And then Freddie Santal came into my life a few months later. And I'm sure I would not have recognized him if I had met him without having done that clearing work because he didn't fit the pattern of unavailability. He was available. So I needed to do the clearing in order to become available. And here we are after 25 years. Well, you both have such interesting and very different stories and I appreciate you sharing them. And I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to some aspect of both your stories, probably more Elspeth's story because how many people have a father who gave them a book that was actually helpful at 13. And, uh, but I think that we can all relate to not, not being satisfied with the relationships we have and looking for the answers. And I can relate to Elspeth, to your story of um, unavailable men, of really not, not recognizing when a person is available, finding, you know, finding them attractive. I think we, we are so, our systems are programmed from a very young age to find attraction in a certain way. And often a secure, confident man who's consistent and not unavailable or avoidant is unattractive because we we see it as boring and it doesn't 
elevate our nervous system to the point of what we think is attraction like that those little sparks that we are looking for because that's what we're told is attraction and chemistry and it's all the butterflies and the sparks um so can you talk a little bit about what those sparks are and like how people can st start to really change their attraction yes that's a great uh, lead-in thank you again for the platform and and meeting you um yeah, we all have this idea of what we like to create, which is the good news. We have a vision, uh, yet we are this clay, as you say, from the past and all the past experiences. And there are lots of ways to get to that and see something new about how we can get to what we want to create. What we work with is life force or sexual energy as a way, a doorway to get to and see something that we otherwise aren't aware of. Because when we're in our sexual energy, whether we're doing consciousness work or not, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive, chemically we're changed, endorphins are released, serotonin, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. So we're in actually an altered state of consciousness. So when you learn the distinctions that we teach in terms of energetic awareness, the witness state of mind, aligned with intention, we can begin to see where a lot of these unconscious uh, decisions uh, and, and positions are in the way of what we say we most deeply desire. And so energetically, we can start to recognize where that shows up. And then we can start to witness that. And eventually what happens is we, what I call flatten that total felt sense of that old story to then move with grace, ease and flow towards what we most deeply desire. And that's kind of the nuts and bolts of how this all works. It is an ongoing process, but anybody in a body who's willing can get it. We've been doing this for, as Elspeth said, 21 years and thousands of couples and individuals all over the world with all kinds of groups. And we've seen changes happen for people that they didn't think possible, but they had a vision. That's like our connection. Sometimes people say, oh, well, that's kind of woo-woo, you know, sexual energy to get to what I want to get. But you know, it's really woo-woo. They're single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, a universe that goes off ad infinitum, and that's our lineage. So we're just uncovering what we didn't know we know because this energy was creating life uh, in the kernel of that pleasure and creativity long before we had language. Tantra is the original yoga of the energetic body, unlike Hatha yoga, which we are more, much more familiar with in the West, that is all about the physical body. Mm -hmm. So how would it be if we could learn to actually tune with our life force energy and how that life force energy shows up in a human being. You know, it's rather curious that none of us has, has had any education around our human life force energy. We learn about nuclear energy, electrical energy, or thermal energy in high school or college, but we don't learn in biology about human energy. And it's the most powerful energy there is because it brings forth life. Nuclear energy is very powerful too, but it cannot bring forth life. Uh, so how about learning or becoming aware of how that energy moves through me, how it shows up? And there, there are three, you know, talking about the spark, it's essential to become connected to our own spark, because that is where it all starts. If I'm not connected with my spark, be it sexual or intimate or love spark, you know, I cannot, you know, connect with another. 
so life force energy emanates from the base of the spine and moves up in a serpentine way to the top of the head and back down again with each inhalation up and every exhalation down. It does this all by itself, if we know it or not, just like blood flow. We are not aware of our blood flow. You know, it's the same principle. So, and how we can notice energy within us is in the physical body as a sensation. You know, I feel hot, I feel cold, I feel turned on. That's a sensation. In the emotional body as I feel love, I feel hate, I feel fear that's in the emotional body. And in the mental body, it shows up as thoughts. You know, am I good enough? You know, is am I wanted or am I loved? You know, these are all thoughts that we may carry around with us consciously or unconsciously that open the pathway to another or close it. Because if I, like me, you know, I really grew up with the sense of that I'm not wanted, definitely not by my parents, which means I'm not loved. Guess what? That is how I used to show up vis-a-vis -vis men when I'm in relationship or wanting to be in relationship. So that's an energetic thing that we can tune with. And then out of that, out of that awareness, we can alter it. Now, as you earlier mentioned, you know, these things live really deeply infested in our nervous system, in our musculature, on the cellular level. So just thinking about it one day is not going to shift it, <laughs> you know? So we want to tune with what's going on. And that is really where then also further these you know, sexual rituals or healing practices come in. Like for me, where I had that big opening was really when I worked with a practice partner and was touched inside my sexual center that is called yoni in Sanskrit, which means sacred space of the woman, the sexual female center. And when I was touched around 11 o'clock, that memory came up of the first boyfriend. And that is where it got unraveled also that, you know, pain, that physical pain, that emotional pain that I experienced as an 18 year old, it was totally relived. However, not to maintain it, no, it was relived so that it could open up and be released. And then, as I said earlier, through the release, I could connect with trusting, trusting myself and then you know, being open to the beloved stepping into my life. So all of that has allowed me to become more connected, more coherent, and not have these constrictions prevent me from being open in my heart, from being connected of my heart with my yoni, my sexual center, and the conversations I have in my head. You know, they are now coherent, and I can you know, connect with my beloved and receive him. Because when I don't trust, I cannot receive. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. 
Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices, your smartphone, your tablet, your PC or Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled devices like the Amazon Echo. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. I see so many people who come to me who are so blocked and so guarded, I would say is probably the best word. Um, the guards come up, the reactivity is there, the the lack of trust and the feeling of betrayal from past relationships has them just shut people out. And it's the thing they want the most is connection. It's the thing they fear the most as well. And so really doing this deeper work and connecting all of the energies is super important. I think that we often get stuck in just talk therapy and we're talking our way out of a problem instead of feeling our way out and feeling into the energy of it. And I think somatic work in any form is so important. So I love, I love your description of your own healing and the, and, and what those sensations, you had a body sense of memory and we do, we have, we have felt sense of things and we often have no idea what they are. And so being able to name those is so helpful. And I'm wondering if, if you, um, if you can just sort of talk us through how you would work with a client who came in with a similar type of blocked energy and fear and lack of trust. Mm. Well, we, you know, first do an intake where people first uh, look at what they are here to work on. So they already come in knowing something they want to create in their life. And obviously they wouldn't be here if they could just boop, do it. Um, so we start, you know, we do three day workshops, we do one on one work, we do uh, three month programs with couples and individuals. Uh, we have a modular uh, uh, video series that people can work with as homework between the live sessions. But typically in a, in a first session, they learn the foundations of their energetic self in terms of this chakra center or these energy centers, uh, how they are in our body. They learn the distinctions of how energy shows up. As you said, you know, a thought, it's all energy. We're just a denser form of it. And our thoughts are as powerful as anything else we can do. So a lot of the stories that we relive from the past are creating the energy, which are creating the, or, you know, manifesting the blocks. Yet there is this vision of clarity of what they want to create. Uh, and then eventually we teach them how to work consciously with their sexual energy, which is the peace that alters their state of consciousness and makes them more susceptible to that unconscious energetic and emotional self that is analytically perhaps understood, but energetically hasn't gotten to, they haven't gotten to. So we're really creating shift through energy. We're really creating um, shift through, um, yeah, energy. Yeah energetic shift so, you know it may be a really good moment to look at the difference between feminine energy and masculine energy and given that we have a man in the conversation <laughs> you know because there's lots to be learned and cleared and opened up for men they just as much need to do their work in order to become what freddie calls the new man you know that is really balanced in 
this masculine and feminine. And also when we talk now about feminine and masculine energy, this is not just for heterosexual couples. This shows up in any couple or two partners, be they, you know, same sex couple or bisexual or transgender, because unless there is this feminine, masculine or yin and yang. Polarity. Exactly. There is no attraction. You know, if we are both in our masculine, there's no way to go, place to go. If we are both in our feminine or yin, you know, and all of us have testosterone and estrogen. It's just a question of proportion. So male sexual energy rises quickly, gets easily excited and then drops quickly. Feminine or the one who is more in their yin the energy rises slowly, it hangs out, we don't know if it's coming or going, you know, however, when it's reawakened, it can come up to a plateau and then stay on the plateau for a long, long time, half an hour, multiple orgasms, an hour, orgasmic waves, very different for the men, although he can learn. Would you share a little bit how a man can learn? To yeah. So we, as men, we start feeling in our, you know, second chakra, which is the lingam. It's a Sanskrit term for penis, which means wand of light. Much more daring than dickhead, you know. So, so you know, the little guy, the little guy with the telling mom, look, ma, no hands with his little heart on, you know. And so we're as adults run by our little head our whole life as men. So one of the primary edicts for all men in all of the variations of Tantra that there are, we're Tantra Nova, Tantra New, where we're integrating aspects of the energetic Tantra uh, from the East and also Western approaches to transformation in terms of generative language, how we create our reality and language, your creative self-discovery, how we discover ourselves in the creative process in music, movement, and art. And all of that in service of people really getting to and guys getting to learning how to separate ejaculation from orgasm. Uh, and most guys didn't learn that in the locker room. But yet, once they start learning the processes and the distinctions of how to do that energetic awareness, muscle awareness, um, they start to uncouple how this energy has us. You know, we have many couples that come to us and they're at the peak of their sexual aliveness in their life and she's like i don't know if he loves me and he's like of course i love you honey pointing to his erection and she's like yeah can you kiss me though with your heart and that's not something guys learn we learn how to hold it together don't show our emotions um you know and so on so for the men learning how to separate ejaculation is the beginning of bringing consciousness to this unconscious aspect of our of our energetic self so when, for the woman, it's different. Yeah, ejaculation is a reflex in the pelvic floor muscle. And there's a muscle around the base of the penis that starts quivering at the time right before the ejaculation, all in service to eject the ejaculate. And when the ejaculate is gone, his life force energy is gone. Every ejaculation for any man is a tremendous loss of life force. That is why they want to go to sleep. There's a disconnect then, not that the man wants to be disconnected. Biologically, there is a disconnect. So in the tantric practice, the man learns to breathe up his wonderful testosterone energy from his sexual center up into his heart. When he connects, he becomes actually more integrated. 
like balanced, he uses his testosterone energy to fuel the heart. When he just comes from the testosterone energy, like his sexual center, it's more experienced by a partner as he's selfish, you know, or lusty or selfish love. Yeah. Now there's nothing wrong about lust if you are on the same, you know, uh, if we both want that, you know, we can play with that, but always it's a little limiting (laughs) because we never can really connect deeply in intimate embrace and moving and dancing with each other. Also, what it doesn't allow for is trusting on my side, because when he comes with his sexual energy towards me, I feel more like an you know, he, he needs me for that, but not like he encounters me. So it's very difficult to open up then and to receive back to that word from earlier, you know, for the woman to receive, we want to feel safe. We want to feel that he's really there with me from his heart. Of course, we want that wonderful testosterone energy, but channeled through this heart, his heart, because when his heart opens, guess what? My heart opens. I feel connected. When my heart opens, my sexual center or my yoni opens, and then you can see we have a circuit. And we're not talking about just lasting longer because a lot of guys, you know, some guys might hear this and say, well, I can last as long as I want. I'm not a quick comer. You know, we're not talking about lasting. We're talking about consciously circulating what I call this orgasmic nectar. And that's another dance and another level of altered state of awareness and consciousness. Um, So can you see already in all the listeners that, that opens up a space a man can be in. We call it then the men, the capacity by a man of holding space for the woman. Mm. And in the tantric practice, he learns how to channel his energy. So instead of this, you know, it's like this, where we can dance the dance together. Now this requires work or evolution on both sides. Mm-hmm. For the men, there are certain things to be learned and opened up. And for the woman, that for us, it's not about sustaining energy. Once the energy is awakened, it can sustain. For us, it's about awakening energy. And that that is usually the place where we start revealing ourselves. And that is where we want to be with the men. And also for all women, if you are on the dating scene, if you truly want to be the beloved, bring the beloved in to start listening from your heart, not from your head. Listen, if the man has an open heart, whenever you go on a date, listen from that place. And can he actually listen? Can he be there for you? You know, um, and of course, you as a woman need to be clear what you want. You know, if you want to just have a sexual experience, which is totally fine, but then don't be surprised if the ideal partner doesn't come into your life. Now, you know, it is an interesting time in history when, you know, women are really uncovering and rediscovering or maybe for the first time socially and emotionally their own sexual power. With the pornography industry, young uh, women are learning things about sex that they'd never had any idea about or women who are doing these webcams are doing things that they couldn't have done before without putting their physical selves in danger. 
And so that's okay, yet it's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what else is possible with this sexual energy. And what we're talking about does not negate all the other things we do, pro, you know, forever we've been procreating uh, and then the last hundred or so years recreating. And so what we're talking about is co learning how to co-create with this life force energy. What's interesting is when you bring consciousness to the sexual with the distinctions that we teach as a sexual meditation, the kernel of that energy, the creativity and the pleasure starts showing up in areas of life that seem completely unrelated to sex in the simple process of living. So when you bring awareness to your energetic self and how it's related to the stories that we live in, then if I say, oh, well, I hate my job 30 more years to retirement, that dog doesn't hunt anymore because energetically what that's doing for me when I even have that thought I'm aware of. Uh, so uh, things just shift everywhere. So many people come to Tantra and they think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to have better orgasms. It'll be great in bed. But once you really get into it, you see that it's a way of life. Everything shifts. I always say that about the work I do, too. It's it's once you have an awareness and your consciousness shifts, you can't unsee things anymore. I remember years ago, I went to a pole dancing class and I had no idea what to expect. I thought it was going to be this like, you know, learning how to do a striptease or lap dance or, you know, it was all sexual. And it turned out to be completely different. And really it was a, it was a sacred way of celebrating our bodies. Uh, it's, it's a showcasing strength and sensuality. And I remember we all talked, it was a sample session and we all spoke to the, um, the people who were running the class. And I asked them, what, what are the benefits? Why did you get into this? And what do you benefit from it? And they, they all said, we came like for a man to please a man. And we ended up having it please us like it just became so beautiful yeah and i think that you know we need to do more things to to really celebrate the bodies that we have the integrate all of who we are yes and i you know i was thinking as you were talking before about your careers before you both came to this work and as you were talking about sexual energy it just felt like both of you were really stuck in masculine energy that, that that was very polarized in the way you were living your lives in many ways. That was, I'm, I'm curious if that feels true for you. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I always felt like I was just a liar because my whole early upbringing was really very exposed to what we do now. And I was trying to fit around, you know, shape into a square, you know, shape with being in corporate America, you know, the kind of energy that was created with the, with the language that was used and the way people treated each other and the hierarchy and the whole thing. So I really came to uh, Chicago, not for another job, but to meet Elsbeth and to create this work for the last 21 years. I mean, I can't think of anything else I could have been doing more useful with my, my time on this planet and in my skills and who I am. And um, this has really brought forth a unique piece of my contribution to this humanness that we are evolving. Yeah. So mm. the integration, yes, what you're alluding to that was definitely not present for me. I think that was a big part why I decided to leave consulting uh, because there was some dimension in me not expressed, not listened to. Mm. And um, yeah, that is now fully expressed in in all its dimensions and for me it was a lot about tapping into my own feminine 
the opening, the tender place, you know, the vulnerable dimension, the receiving, the none, you know, not performing in so many ways or competing. You know? Yeah, competition is a big part of what we think of as masculine energy, win or lose, building things, competition. And I'm about to, in an hour, give a class on how men and women can communicate better. Mm. And so much of it is really, um, so much is language and how we, it's language, it's energy, but it's, we, we think that we're saying one thing and the other person interprets it so differently. And even, right? It's amazing how, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and people are shocked that, well, I, I was saying that, how could you possibly think that? <laughs> and, uh, and I think that when we understand each other, it's, it's not as simple as it was like 40 years ago when people had very defined gender roles. And yeah. now we have, we have a lot of integration and in who we all are. Men have mm. stepped more into their feminine, women have stepped more into their masculine. And in many ways, we are very independent of each other and it leads to a lot of separation. And I think we have to create that space so that the other person knows there is a place for them. You know, mm -hmm. when you show up with, I can do it all. And, um, you know, it's like, it's important to say, yeah, I can do it all. And I also want a partner because it's exhausting doing it, doing it all by myself. Yeah. yeah. yeah and we so. all bring a piece that's unique, you know, which is interesting in, in self-discovery, how we all are these unique diamonds. And once people start down that path, we find different approaches to sharing the authentic self. And that's what's wonderful about the, the, the variety and uh, all of the things that are existing in this this life. So, yeah. Well, I, lo I love this. I love the work that you do. And I'm wondering if you have any final words of advice for our single people out there who want to go on their last first date. Yes, I would say going, harking back to the heart to really bring our awareness. You may want to bring our awareness to your heart just at this very moment, even if you want to place a hand on your heart center, which is in the middle of the chest between your breasts. And just close your eyes and just connect with your heart and notice how your energy actually drops into your heart, your beautiful heart, mm. the heart of love, the heart of gratitude, the heart of receiving. And then start listening from that place. So when you go out and want to say something, drop into your heart space and then you speak you know, from your heart center, or you have a question, or you sit across, you know, a date, and then listen from your heart space instead from the critical one in the mind. And um, so you, we can practice this every day. So I recommend that every day when you wake up in the morning, place one hand on your heart center, breathe into your heart center, and connect with your beautiful love. Mm. What a lovely way to end this episode. Thank you so much for sharing today. This has been enlightened enlightening for the sexual enlightenment. <laughs> and uh, I'm feeling enlightened. And I would love for you to share um, how people can find you. 
Um, one way is through our website, tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A. V. V, yeah, V-A. <laughs> My German accent. That com, and then um, also I understand there will be a link to our newly released audiobook, Sexual Enlightenment: How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. And then there will be a, a number of social media links that you can connect through uh, with us. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you. Thank you both for sharing this important work with my audience today. Thank you, Sandy. Yeah, really appreciate your work and having us on. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you thank for you. your heart. Thank mm. you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. If you love our show, please continue to support us by rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts. And as always, here's to your last first date. If you are ready to get unstuck, gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.